I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Welcome to Core, everybody. It is Core, the video game podcast that talks about all sorts of stuff around the world of video games. Games we play, games we want to play, consoles, news, all that stuff. It's Wednesday, September 30th, the last day of the month. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we are diving right in to some big talk this week. Actually, it's a little slower. Let's dive. It's a little slower than last week. You know, not a lot going on. Not big stuff anyway. In fact, we're not even going to talk. I mean, we could talk a little bit about how... uh, CD Projekt Red said last year in an interview that we're going to stop having crunch at our company. And then mm-hmm. uh, this week, a memo got leaked internally saying to all of their employees, um, everybody do crunch because the game's almost <laughs> out. So that's a bummer. I, yeah, I thought about putting it on the list of topics today. But honestly, like, here's the here's the crappy thing, right? Because the stance is... Yeah, we don't like that developers have to crunch. That's a that's a shitty practice. That's yeah, rough. Right. Uh, that's bad. At the same time, we're all very excited for Cyberpunk, and I don't think it's going to move the needle at all on whether or not we buy Cyberpunk. So we can't even really take a, a big, strong stance, or at least I don't think so. Yeah. I want to talk for the two of you and say, like, I'm not going to buy it because they said no crunch, and now they're crunching. Yeah. And um, th- at the end of the day, like, our stance hasn't changed. It isn't like Cyberpunk did it, and we're like, oh, well, now we're okay with crunch. Like, great, mm-hmm. let's do it. Yeah. So, And also, it's not like they didn't, I think that they probably legitimately tried. I think at some point it just doesn't, at some point, every business, this is going to be controversial. Okay. But every company I ever worked for, we had crunch. Yeah. I got my last job had it. (laughs) Bo's got me covered. Yeah. Your, your last job had it. My last job absolutely had it. And there were some work till 4am nights for me. Uh, when we were getting ready to push out a final project, sometimes it would be me having to do a presentation until all hours of the night and do it all weekend. Like crunch is a thing that everyone wants to just apply to video games, but it's it's rampant everywhere. Um, yeah, I uh, think, yeah. Go ahead, Bo. Everyone listening, 
as I got is not controversial. Do you like movies? Do you like going to the theater? Mm-hmm. Those guys wake up at ungodly hours to do their work, and we don't say squat about it. Right. And be, it, people who work in that realm, like, go through periods of work and then rest and work and then rest. Right. And all that to say is just, you're right. You can't avoid um, periods of crunch. Right. The problem is not the crunch. No, the yeah, crunch. You know, everyone's the headline is crunch. Everyone takes crunch. There's crunch, crunch, cancel CD project red. And you know, it's like chill out because anything like that, anything you loved, all those great movies that you love, uh, books that you've read, like people worked on that, like Mad Men, you know, and that it's managing it and it's being humane to your employees. It's not eliminating crunch. Right. I agree. And I totally agree. It's all about like, are you paying them? appropriately for whatever extra time they're giving are you doing it evenly are there some people are there executives that just show up at nine and leave at four and say i'm going golfing have fun programmers who will be here all night like what are your standards as a company to take care of your employees to create a a good working environment and also video games are famous for this other thing because there's not a lot of unionization going on and that is to say there is none but they'll do a giant project it can even be a very successful one, launch and do great, yet they lay off half the team or more because while well, we're done with, especially crunch employees, people that were there only because kind of, they kind of had to double up at the end or whatever, and then they're out of there and they're out of a job and have to go somewhere else. Those kinds of practices, those are things they can work on. They can actually work on those things, improve all that stuff, and also just better managerial systems, better uh, systems of, of like dealing with management needs which is like we got to please our freaking shareholders and we got to do this but also figure out a way to balance that better with everybody behind the scenes those steps are what i'm interested in because if you're if the goal here is to make it so that every video game or any project on the planet launches exactly at the time you wanted it to with exactly the amount of work hours you meant it to have with exactly the amount of problems and or lack of them that you plan to have you're living in a freaking dream. It doesn't exist. It's not possible. These are complex systems with a lot of complex stuff, a lot of hands involved, a lot of people involved. So I don't think you can eliminate crunch. What you can do is eliminate the periphery of crunch, which is bad company practices, bad managerial decisions, uh, unfortunate pay structures, like that kind of stuff can get tweaked. And Maybe they are. I don't know what CD Projekt Red is doing. I don't know what Polish law is like. I don't know much about anything with their developments uh, scene. But I really hope that that that's what they're working on. Uh, It's just too easy to sum this all down to, they're making everybody work till, you know, they're working 24 hours a day and sleeping in the office. I mean, that's all we hear in our heads and we don't have the bigger picture. I'm not excusing it. I'm saying this exists. I don't care what business you're in. There's crunch in everything. You're a new hospital. You're a hospital administrator. You're launching your brand new hospital. There's crunch to get everything ready on time. I mean, do imagine the crunch because of the pandemic. Who's up in arms about making sure doctors and nurses dealing with the pandemic aren't getting crunched? Anybody care about that? No, nope. yeah. thank you, essential workers. That's all anyone says. Right. Crunch away. You're amazing. Right. Like there's and a so- balance. It's, it's a it's about the, how we treat each other, and it's not about that they the amount of hours they're working in a week. Some people like to work 40 hours. Some people are perfectly willing and be passionate about a project and see it through and put in the extra time. Yeah, like uh, and Satanus Slur- Satan Slurpee. Sorry, that's a great name by the way. 
says maybe they shouldn't announce launch dates so far in advance. I mean, this is what I'm describing to you. If you're not going to okay. do that, you may as well allow, announce them at all because you can only mitigate it so much. Like they, when they announced their first release date, which they've missed now, what? This is the third. We've had three delays, I believe. Pretty sizable At delays least. on this game. I, I think minimum three. Yeah. And the game's development started in like 2012 or some, some before The Witcher was mm. out. They were, they were, yeah. Working there was on also it. a weird gap where we didn't hear anything. Like, remember, I think we saw a teaser before Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and you're it right. It was like, oh, yeah. look, here's Cyberpunk. Yeah. The, the teaser, I actually watched some info. The teaser, it was not actually a teaser, it was a teaser, but they weren't making the game. They were thinking about making the game and they put out the teaser to see if people would be interested. Right. And they got a good response, so they went ahead. Because everybody But if they didn't get a good response, it would they would have dropped it. Right. They were gonna not do it. So so here's here's the way to look. You need to Okay, let me let me back this truck up. things like this are complicated. It involves hundreds, sometimes thousands of people. Sometimes those people are contracted, sometimes they're in house, sometimes it's a mix and you know, all this sort of stuff. And again, this can apply to almost any business. We'll keep it in video games. The idea that you could say, all right, we've been at this for six years. We think on the we think in 12 months we can ship. We can gold master in 12 months. That's based on not just them at a whim going, let's do it. It's it's them making decisions strategically based on what they know. All right, how far along are we? What is left? What does a dude in charge of art department say about that? Well, he thinks six months. Okay, good. That gives us a buffer. Like, imagine the meetings, imagine the conversations. It's not hard if you try. You imagine all that stuff and you just see that it's a complex thing. It's a jumble. And so to just simply say, well, don't announce an annou- don't announce the release dates then. If you don't if you're not sure, that's n- too simple. You're just overly simplifying. I'm not going after Satan's spaghetti or whatever his name is. What is it? <laughs> Satan's Slurpee. <laughs> is that a, that's that's that Eminem song he named himself after? Yeah, I'm right? going after Satan's spaghetti. Uh no, I I'm not going after you, but I'm I'm just going after that point, that idea that we can just simplify this and boil this down to this little reductive concept that mm. that well, you're not, just not putting to out mention, a thing. It's- it's such big business now. Like, it's not just that, oh, this game is going to come out on October 15th. It's now, this game's going to come out on October 15th. So for the next three months, we need to make sure we have marketing out there that's publishing October 15th on all of its marketing. We need to record commercials that are going to list that as the date. We need to talk to uh, Dr. Pepper to make sure that our figures are printed on their cans so that they can redeem codes for DLC. Like, whether you like it or not, because I do think most of that stuff is pretty stupid. Like, that's the engine. Like, we need to have our Doritos advertising the newest uh, Modern Warfare game. And we need to make sure that when you open those Doritos and you get a code, there's a game out at that time that you can put that code into. Like, it's now touching so many other areas that, like, release dates are no longer just like, well, it's ready when it's ready and we can we can go ahead and put it out. There's now a whole business around that connecting to other completely separate businesses that have to be considered. Right. So it don't have to be because, again, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, I hate that stuff. OK, well, you can hate it, but it doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. And it's also there are plenty of people that like it. Um, where they wouldn't do it. Like it's a numbers game and they know where they're, where, where their bread's buttered. Now, could they do better at the thing Satan Slurpee's getting to here? <laughs> I'm sorry. That name is making me laugh. Every time I say it, I'm going to stop saying it. I really like your name. I'm being legitimately, I really actually like it. Um, 
anyway, that's making me lose my train of thought. Oh, oh I don't, I don't, okay, here yeah. we go. Like Nintendo has recently done a thing that I, I think is admirable, but I'm, you know, again, I don't know any of the behind the scenes, so this is purely based on the surface of it. But we didn't even know there was a Paper Mario game coming out until what three weeks before, because that's when it got announced. I kind of like that. As much as I like to hear about a thing and then wait on every word and check all the posts and updates and be on the Reddit and everything and wait months and months and months for a thing to come to fruition, like a Diablo 4 or whatever, you know, just can't wait, can't wait, more info, keep feeding it to me sort of thing. There's some value in that from an excitement standpoint. But coming out with a brand new game, and they did this with the Mario stuff too, like the anniversary stuff. It's like, oh, by the way, next week, there's a triple pack of 3D Mario games coming out. And forget about all the other stuff like it's limited time and all that. Just this idea that, oh, it's ready. And there's just no, there's literally no time in between when I we told you and when you're going to get it. And there's not going to be a delay because it's only three weeks. Like, here it is. Now they've had other problems where, like, they've had games get delayed. They had Animal Crossing got delayed. Uh, you could argue it was that was kind of a good happenstance because when it came out, people needed it. Because <laughs> it came out right in March, right, when things got weird in this country. And... um in other countries, but the idea is like if you can do if you can keep it under wraps, not have a bunch of leaks happen, so you can control the message, which is really hard these days. But if you can do that and you can hold it right up till the edge, in a game like a triple A game like uh, like Cyberpunk, maybe that doesn't work because they need to do they need to show you early. They need to come to an E three and say, "All right, here's what we've got so far. Here's how it looks," because. Then we all go, ooh, it's not the kind of thing you can do three weeks in advance. Whereas like Paper Mario, you kind of know what you're going to get. Okay, it's Mario, it's Nintendo, and there's a certain level of quality we'll expect, and we're sure it'll it'll hit that and maybe exceed it. Uh, with Cyberpunk, you have, to, you have to spread it out more. So maybe if they were more done before they started that process, you know, like there's possibilities. I just don't know. I don't know but how much I leeway they the, have. The, the Nintendo thing also might have to do, I imagine a lot of their programming is done in japan and there's a big cultural difference between you know american and north american let's say employees and japanese right with their shame and sense you know sense of honor and stuff like that like it it's like here if there's a disgruntled employee maybe he's leaking some stuff for whatever reason he's slighted whatever i, I don't i don't know if that's as much a thing in their right. culture right I, I, maybe the games are made here and i'm completely wrong but i just i have this sense that a lot of it I think if you're an American uh, developer, uh, you know, the rules of the game are a little different for you than game development in other countries. Yeah, I think there's an element of like that's a luxury Nintendo might have. Uh, not for all their properties, but definitely for something like Paper Mario is a really good example. Like they're going to make the game they're going to make. You know, like Paper Mario is going to be Paper Mario. They're not going to put that game out and show it and go, we're thinking about doing this weird mechanic where you rotate the level and line guys up and it's not going to really be turn-based. It's going to be kind of like a little puzzle game and have people go, that's dumb. Don't do that. And then go, Oh, you don't like it. Okay. Let's change that. Like you're going to just get what you're going to get. Right. Whereas even a company like blizzard with Diablo four, where you could say, Hey, they've made three really good Diablo games. They could probably be a company that just goes Diablo four. It's out. Enjoy. But no, like the fans want to have feedback. They want to see oh. that those systems come out they want to see the drip feed they want to be a part of it and i think blizzard encourages that too so i think the like sudden game drop is a luxury that only 
certain companies and I'd even argue certain games within that universe uh, yeah. can have. Also certain levels too. Like I remember, I think someone just brought it up in the chat, but at E3 2014, was it? I think uh, Todd Howard got up and said, guess what? Like we hadn't heard anything about it up to that point. They were like, we're making Fallout 4 and it will be out this fall. And oh, well, by the way, here's a free mobile game. Here's that weird management, you know, Fallout. What was it called? Fallout Shelter. Uh, Shelter. And that was a pretty powerful thing because you can do that on the name alone. You can say there's a Fallout game coming out and it's coming out November in less than six months. And you, if you can hit that mark and have it not be a buggy nightmare, that's awesome. Like, I don't know how much crunch that involved. It may have involved a ton <laughs> for all I know. I don't know, but... But they did it, and it gave people an expectation where they went, oh, okay, cool. So the next time they did this where they said, hey, Fallout 76, and it's coming out this fall, everybody got really jazzed about it, but 76 launched Buggy as a monster with all kinds of problems. It's really in good shape now, by the way, um, and it's now a Microsoft property and even playable on Game Pass. But, um, you know, they kind of got around where, where they wanted to be with that game. But the point is, like, it doesn't work every time, and unless you can guarantee it works every time, I, I don't. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> like you, you can't do it consistently. Nintendo's different. I think part of what Bo says is true. It's well, hang on. I, I, yeah. Go oh, ahead. sorry. No, go I don't ahead. What happened? Um, I think we can't really cite Japan as some kind of example in the crunch conversation because I think the country itself is like crunch. <laughs> Like, like I've you know watched some documentaries about like the the sadness uh, of work life there. They they are expected to work like crazy amounts of hours and suffer shame and humiliation for not doing it. So they don't have crunch problems because everyone there believes in crunch, basically, like in all industries. So you know, like if the boss wants to stay late for work and go for a drink, it's a big issue if you don't go out for drinks with them. So if you have a boss, you know, it's not just crunch, but just the involvement of work life is like really a big imposition on their work life balance. Do you so think they, I don't. Do you, do you, do you think they're uh, that's why there's so much bad anime because they work too hard? Do you think that that's what's going on there? I mean, I don't know if that's why it's bad. Maybe, maybe, you know, but it, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to find the I'll, A to B on that. A, a lot of sad yeah. people working on things probably doesn't make the best products. So. Well, that, maybe that. that's why ah, I just got it. That's why there's always a really sad emo protagonist in every JRPG because some sad guy who just finished a 900 hour shift has no life and yeah. slept at the office. I mean, they make their cartoons for them, not for us. So we watch <laughs> them and they're weird and different and don't relate to our life experience. That's it's to be expected. Yeah. Um, yeah Cause they're, they're, they are different. They have a different culture. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know that I would say Nintendo some shining beacon. I think they have closed doors and we don't know what goes on in there and they like it that way because yeah. then we make assumptions about how great they are because their products speak for them, not their business practices, which is the problem that we're trying to shine a light on. Right. That there are institutional problems, but you're correct. We're all correct in saying like it's not just gaming, but the nature of the business like movies, like theater, like whatever else is you're not making revenue. Like you're purely cost crazy cost right and that's got to come to an end some point and money's got to start rolling in and when you see like had half done games and all that it, it could be because that's all they budgeted for there's nothing else they're red critical whatever they can't go any further they got to earn some revenue right. so marvel avengers gets released 
<laughs> you know, like, like at a certain point is all cost and it's got to come out. And they set a date as well. Like even if they don't publicly announce it, they set a date because they budgeted the the amount of expense that the project's going to cost. Yeah. And they're not earning any revenue on it. And if they don't make sequels, then that it's like driving a car off a lot. That property loses value tremendously. Like after the first few weeks and someone writes a crap review about it and then it go, you know, they try to make their money back by putting on sale for 10 bucks and hoping for an influx of cash to fund their future projects. They, they, the reason crunch is there is because they need to make that date or the game doesn't get released. No one has a job. Right. And, and I'm sure if we actually talk to some business managers there, that would be the case. Now for the big company, I mean, the thing is, it's just fairness. Like they have people that are paid exorbitant salaries. A lot of these companies, not alone, all like any, just look at any company. So don't, it's not an exclusively game development problem. Um, but the nature of the business, if I had to guess, because I don't work in it, is that they're not generating revenue. They're exp- it's expensive. And if it goes over, they're not maximizing profits. Or they may not even making profits. They may actually release some games just to recover cost. If they get sixty percent of their investment back and hit get take forty percent loss on their budget, that's the business they're in. And then then if you go into game dev, you have to be realistic about if you work on a game and you're super passionate about it and the public isn't feeling it and it loses money, everyone loses jobs. This is not some place where year in year over year they can consistently rely on people buying milk and bread so there's never there's ups and downs and things that happen in the industry but there's always revenue if you're making bread people always want bread but people will make you know i am bread the video game and and no one wants to buy it and they're well no one has jobs anymore like that's that's the nature of the industry and i don't think you could change it unless you move every game to a subscription-based model enter microsoft or so. every, or everybody has a mike morheim to p- personally fund the thing which had yeah, to come that's why it was make blizzard yeah. special even if they don't like their games they could that's what makes them special they have the audacity to, to cancel stuff mm-hmm. that other companies would just put out to recover what they could and tarnish their integrity of their brand yeah and um and then they release it when it's done because they want it to be awesome. Well, that's so true. They but definitely take a hit on profit. There were times. I mean, there's that famous story about Morheim having to pay all payroll. This is way long ago, though, and like you know, Warcraft Two era or prior to that, um, had to pay everybody's salary with a with his credit cards because he had no other way to pay them, and it was really important that, to him to make sure everybody got paid. But they were basically running on fumes. Um, now he's in this position with with Dreamhaven to say, which we talked a ton about last week, so we don't have to talk about it again. But you know, now he's like, well, let's remove that one obstacle. Let's take away that one thing that we all bang our heads against, which is the money and the time and the desire to do it right. They're not always in harmony. And he can put them in harmony because he's just flipping the bill. But let's be honest, he can't flip the bill without a 20-year, 24-year career at Blizzard where he had those rough stages and made it through those got out and got paid. You know what I mean? So it's not even like you can look at that and go, ah, that's how video game development should work. No, he had to do the other thing first. This is a luxury that he gets to do this. Uh, other people can't, can't do it. Even small teams. So anyway, mm-hmm. f- for a, for not for a con for a, uh, sorry for a subject. We didn't even put in our notes. We have sure had a conversation about it. I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I didn't put it in the notes because I figured we'd <laughs> land right about there. Yeah. Um, so yep. there we go. And never forget so that's John's. That's why we're not going to talk about it this week. Never forget John's face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're not talking about it this week. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm never going to forget John's face, though, when I when I said, uh, 
that's maybe that's why there's so much bad anime because there was a certain look to your eye like yeah. now wait a minute yeah you're this is a bad show for you on the anime front because you know you like the crap on it and both of me and john were a little like uh, i kind of like it the, too we have though. our taku or what's the term like we we have, have our little obsessions and favorites here and mm-hmm. we're always like well we'll give scott a pass we love the man but oh, I'm just like ah. You guys have got so your, great. you guys have your waifus and all, whatever all that is. I'm, I, that's totally fine. I'm also a fan of some anime, so when I do this, it's always teasing. I'm always kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, and but uh, but also there are a lot of downtrodden emo uh, protagonists. It's just, I think I think then what it is is we often hear about your. The, th- the things you don't like, but not a lot about the things you love. Oh, yeah. No, I should talk more about those. That's I okay. love Cowboy Be- Bebop, for example. I love that show. It's one of my favorite Cowboy things I ever saw. Bebop's real good. Yeah. I'd watch it again all the way through. That's a very cool thing. Would you watch more anime if they made an um, an edited version that had all the things you like the uncle? Like if they just cut it out, like it was clearly cut out, but you're like, this is still better. I just, do you I like it? Like when that. they do the Star Wars prequel edits where they take out all the stuff no one likes? Um, maybe. I mean, like. I know. See, the stereotype is just so. But okay, here here's a fun game discussion about anime. I came this close and might still do it to picking up near Automata. I saw that tweet. And I yeah, I saw Patrick's this response. discussion, and I I was really enjoying watching you go back and forth with people I respect the opinions of mm-hmm. uh, who differ. Well, a bunch I of them have it. said I'm I crazy. Near Automata. Oh, you did, did you play the whole thing? How'd you, how'd you feel about that game? I haven't played all of it. Um, I've played a little bit of it. Game game was uglier than I expected it to be. I started playing it and I was like, I was like, this is a new game and it kind of looks like a PS2 game. Um, but I think that game has some very, very cool ideas. And I think that game has a very cool story and a very cool world. People who are telling you you may not like the anime stuff are not leading you astray. There is anime stuff in there. But there's also really cool stuff that I think you would dig. Like, Mm -hmm. even some stuff that is anime tropes. Like, near the beginning, like, you're just flying, and you're flying towards, like, what looks like this giant oil rig. And then that giant oil rig is just a giant freaking robot that comes to life and starts attacking you. That sounds great. And it's basically this huge oil rig robot just throwing punches and stuff. That sort of stuff, I think you would find very, very cool. I think a lot of the like non-anime girl robots you would be way into, yeah. <laughs> but you are engaging with this cool world as a cutesy anime robot girl. Yeah. Now, she's not doing, I don't know, she's not doing typical anime things that I know you don't like, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you got to deal with that. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Uh I uh, what you just said about how ugly it was or is that's throwing me because part of the reason I'm drawn to it is the art style because uh, every time I see it I'm like oh look at this wastelandy business with you know ruined cities and and it's kind of all kind of white sand and just I love that stuff you'll love all that it's just it looks a little I don't know it looked like somebody put a blurry filter on it a little bit okay. It was a minor thing. I was able to get over it pretty quick. But when I first started playing it, I was like, how old is this game? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's recent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, I don't know what to make of it. I still can't decide. It's only 20 bucks, but... Just get it. Yeah, just get it. Try it. Worst case scenario, you return it. There's the typical John. That's John coming out. That's the John I know. 
Just get it. Just buy it. Just, just pick, get it. Pick it just up. Try it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let people know what I end up doing with that. Let's get to some Xbox Series X news. Uh, a bunch of people got a hold of them. They aren't playing any next gen games currently because that's not what's being sent to them. But a whole bunch of influencers slash uh, games journalist types ended up getting Xbox Series X, X uh, first impressions models and did videos about them and write ups and everything else. And so far, again, they're just you know checking back catalog and and features and services that are built into the UI and all that other stuff. But so far, the reviews are pretty good. Like yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Biggest thing that people seem to be taking away is the load times. They're mentioning things like, Hey, this game took over a minute to load on the Xbox uh, one. Mm-hmm. And now it's taking 10 seconds, you yeah. know, like they're, they're pretty excited about it. Legit and, speedy. Uh, What's the, what do they call their thing? Velocity engine drive thing. It's Sony's got a similar plan with their SSD architecture but it's it's that right where it's due to that speedy drive yeah thing okay yeah it's the it's the ssd technology and all of that right uh i got xbox series x news what did you find one i have one you bastard (laughs) how did you do that so remember i told the story last week i don't know if it was on the pre-show or if we actually did it on the show but i talked about getting approved for credit Mm -hmm. through gamestop and that prevented me from pre-ordering it anywhere else Mm. well i eventually got an email from gamestop going hey we understand we might have authorized you for a credit line for a system we didn't sell you uh, so we're going to get, make sure you get one of those systems. So nice, they said, if you're still interested and you didn't get it somewhere else, uh, respond to this email. And I did. And then just before the show, they sent me a new link to go to, to kind of confirm that it was the right credit application and then, uh, reorder the thing Got it. It's going to be delivered to my door on launch date, according to the email. Damn, dude, that's great. Awesome. Well I'm done. For you. I am too. I was, uh, and I'm not. I'm not shocked. GameSpot needs to survive, man. Like they're like they're giving us money and we can't take it. Right. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about your crunch. They're crunching on keeping your money. Oh, that's yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, congratulations. I was what I was hoping is you're like I found this link and they're like eight of them left and here's the link Scott before we give it to you back. Oh, that's no, what I was hoping. I wish. Yeah, I'm sorry. If anyone out there finds more. one, anybody finds a way, finds a method. I didn't do that whole application thing, or else maybe I'd have gotten the same deal. And I also avoided GameStop. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have been. I waited open. in their stupid line. That rumor is it was just a automatic refresh page after 12 seconds was the code for it. Yeah. It was just them trying to keep you from hitting refresh on their website nonstop, which is smart. You know, tell mm. people like, hey, if you hit the refresh button, you're going to lose your place in line. Mm. <laughs> Get everybody to not hit refresh and then just slowly. let. I mean, that's like store. it's because they could they could DDoS themselves. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like that's they got to do. <laughs> they got to do that. They could DDoS themselves, but you yeah. don't want to have happen. Um, well, all right. That's awesome. Uh, what's the release date again? November twelfth, tenth. Tenth. Tenth sounds right. I think the tenth's right. Oh, Sony's is the. Tw- oh, now I forget. They're they're after, but only. I mean, the truth is, I'm excited for it, but there's nothing coming out day one that I'm like, oh, I got to get that. I'm more excited for what it's going to do for the for the household, for the family, 
for the ability to play games with the kids and, um, you know, with my PC and you're going to have a all massive of that stuff library. that we talked yeah. about. That's what I'm excited about. But I don't know if there's like a killer app that I'm like, yeah, and then I'm going to get this game. I guess we'll see after actual launch lineup happens if something jumps out. But I think mostly, you know, minus a Halo Infinite, which is no longer there uh, for launch anyway. It's going to all be about the back catalog and a gigantic wad of games that you'll be playing because you've got the because you got Game Pass. So yeah. that that'll be interesting. And those load times sound mighty tasty to me. So looking forward to that. Um, Among Us had a sequel going. This is that took the Internet by storm and everyone streams it now. And somehow a game that's a few years old is now having a resurgence of like no one's ever seen. It's really weird. Uh, to see that game do what it's doing. However, uh, they had a sequel in the works and they've canceled it to allow more focus on the original. One would assume, you know, improve it maybe graphically because I think that game is ugly as shit. But anyway, whatever. It's not meant to be anything special, so it's, it's okay fine. for what it's it is. It's got a quirky little style. It's fine. It's, it's, all, no, right. it's all right. Uh, anyway, this reminds me, I mean, not that this, we're not Fortnite levels of popularity quite yet, although it's pretty damn popular, but... Uh, this reminds me when Fortnite took off after they added the battle Royale thing and then their original game mode just got lost in the mix. Like it was just like, yeah, the against the world thing it's there, but we're not really focused. You know, they're not really focused on that anymore. And that's, that's what this feels like. So, Hey man, you grease, whatever wheel is squeaking and among us is squeaking. So I knew we were going to get there because one of the kids came up to me and was like, can we play Among Us? Yeah. And I even I had to go, wait, what's Among Us? Hold on. It sound, it you know what it sounds it, like? One of those Square Enix like visual novel games. If you don't know right. what it is. You Let know. me tell you about the war. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds so serious. And then I look it up and it's these doofy little astronaut people. And I was like, oh, right. I do know what this game is. And then I told them no. <laughs> because yeah. Chad is very prominently featured in that. And uh we don't want them chatting online with strangers. Plus so. it's pretty, it can be pretty toxic. Also, I really, I can't play that game and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't like, I don't like deceit simulators and I understand why there's like, it's, this thing is like brushing up against a very human, a human thing and it's making it's, it's in, you know, I guess it's like anything. We, we have a tendency as a, as a species to be violent yet, we try to re- suppress that and protect each other and other life and that sort of stuff. But we love to get it out of our system in a video game with a freaking assault rifle and take out, you know, 50 dudes in a base I want to capture. I've so, got a story about deceit games. Do you really? Oh, Hold yeah. on. <clears throat> Bo, can we I'm do kind of can excited, I, but can I play this? <laughs> it's time for the Bo Zone with Bo Schwartz. Okay, Bo, take us on a trip about. Okay, now I may have oversold it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, go for it. Um, one of my favorite board games to play of all time is Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Have you played it? No, never played it. Knew about um, it. So it's ba- it's based on the modern TV show. So it has Adama and all Gaius and all the characters you remember. You can play as them, right? And then you get dealt cards that either say you're human or a Cylon, and you hide them under your character card. And then it's a co- so it's a cooperative game. You play to beat the board game. You don't play against each other, except for the Cylon. So there's really two teams, but you don't know who the Cylon is. And it's just like the show. As the game progresses, you traverse the galaxy. 
and things happen and they're the way that you can mess things basically when challenges come up you can play cards face down to help beat the challenge but the cylon is going to put bad cards in it and they get shuffled and you find out whether or not you defeat the challenge so i was playing at work with um you know we had a board game sort of enthusiastic thing at a previous job and uh there was a new employee there and he was newer and, uh, but he was, you know, I was a manager. The other person was a manager. This person was, uh, you know, just a regular, uh, whatever you want to call it, rank and file. And, um, and at one point and he, my, so Al is the friend is, uh, and, and, um, uh, oh crap. I forget his name to tell the whole story. But anyways, Al is, um, <clears throat> is the manager of this employee. And we get to a point where there's just three of us left in the game and I'm Gaius and I am the Cylon. And, and he's, he gets to a point where me and Al are looking at this employee who's new and we're both trying to convince him that we're not the Cylon and he's wanting to pick one to throw out of the airlock. And he deliberated for 10 minutes. I lied so hard that I got him to throw Al out the airlock. And after the game was done, yeah. he was abs- like, I could tell that I had actually maybe shouldn't have done what I did. <laughs> he, um, I think he felt so manipulated because I put such an effort in convincing him that I wasn't a Cylon that I actually became a little scared of myself as a result. Yeah. Uh, because I am a very capable liar, as it turns out, and and, I, and that knowledge was, you know, when I say you learn things about yourself in games, I was like, holy shit, like, because there's that dynamic too. We're all just having friends or dudes, but you know, I'm like, no, no, your 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 manager is lying to you. I know Al very well, and I know when he's, you know. Uh, lying and here's the logic of why he's lying and I expounded it this is like an IT professional smart guy mm-hmm. um, and I expounded it to such an extent that Al, Al the proper human got thrown off the airlock and there's a part of me that's so satisfied because that's you know what the silos are trying to do and I, I won yeah. but it does pose problems for your friendships <laughs> and your associations yeah. but I, I still love playing those games but god is it a rough ride for everyone else I have be. a yeah. similar incident because I played one I don't remember the name of it but basically it was this idea of everybody gets a card everybody has the same card it looks like a bingo card uh, except for one person doesn't they just have a thing that says like you're the whatever and then you roll some dice and you gotta pick a thing and then everybody has to say a word that relates to something on the bingo card. But obviously the person who's the, the whatever, the weasel or whatever it is, like they, they can't see what it is. So they have to make something up and you have to try and catch them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I played this was not the first time meeting, but the first time spending any real time with my fiance's family. And let me tell you, Maybe not the best skill to show that you're exceptionally good at chameleon. Yes, it is chameleon. Thank you, chat. Uh, Mm, Maybe not the best skill when you're meeting your fiance's family for the first time to be like, I'm an excellent liar. If I'm lying to you, you will have no idea. I will I will fool you every time. And that is exactly what happened. I won the game. People were like, I can't tell when John's lying or when he's telling the truth. And I felt very good and then realized oh, this is her mom and her dad and her sister and people that 
maybe should think highly of me and not think first that John, he's an excellent liar. <laughs> now, John, John, it's be- in games. It's better to be honest than you're better off being good at that game than lying that you're not good at that game, you know, and hiding it. Oh, good they point. may hate that. And I know that's a paradoxical like situation. Like, do I pretend to be bad at this game and effectively lie to everyone about the fact that I'm a great liar? Or do I lean into lying in this game and then tell people I just lied in the game and then have them wonder and not trust me uh, yeah. about other things. And there's no winning that situation, unfortunately. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, that was very bozone, whether you liked whether you wanted it to be or not, that whole thought right there. <laughs> it was very bozone. Like it's better to lie. It's better to lie in the game as a skill in the game than it is to lie about your skill in the game. Yeah. That's, that's pretty deep. Do. I'm not good at pool. That's pretty and deep. Then boom, boom, boom. That's what my friend Mike did to me in Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which we might talk about today. Well, we very well might. Um, I played it, and I'll talk about that. Well, I, I play it sometimes here and there. As far as I'm concerned, there is no there is no Hearthstone. There is only Battlegrounds. <laughs> I, I don't care about anything else <laughs> in that game. Uh, if I'm playing it at all, that's what I play, and I wonder how many other people are like that these days. It feels like, feels like a lot. I am. Yeah. I oh. play some of the solo content, too. Yeah. One more thing, just seeing as we talked about Battlestar Galactic, did you all hear what happened with Michael Hogan? Yeah, dude, that was awful. No. I was reminded again because I was I was uh, rewatching a bunch of Fargo, and he was great in season two, uh, yeah. early on. Although ugh, kind of premonition oh, stuff right. now, but because um, yeah. he had a stroke in that, but he, uh, yeah, he's his it's a it's bad. He hit his head real hard after an event or something, and and. Uh, just hasn't recovered and brain bleed and apparently he's he's doing oh. better um i i donated to help so i've been getting updates and apparently he's you know now responsive and stuff like that but yeah it was really bad and that yeah. dude's awesome that dude's in a ton of stuff i like he's in your favorite fallout game scott he's I the know. first person you talk to in that he helps you do your stats when you meet him yeah, yeah. no he's great i freaking love that dude and uh it's nice to see all of his fellow BSG people rally around him. He was apparently well liked on that set because uh, they're all they're all super into it. And he, uh, what's his name? Edward James almost keeps saying, "Admiral here, we all need to gather around." You know, like he's kind of even treating it like the show a little bit, but basically rallying people together. And they've done pretty well with that. They're going to cover his very expensive bills, and he's like he's not some rich Hollywood type. You know, he's just a yeah. character actor who had a bad accident. So mm-hmm. I hope he does better. He's great. Um, all right, let's move on to, Oh yeah. Just so my final word on among us is I just don't, I can't, I feel bad when I play games like that. And it's just, an, it's, it's like a weird thing with me. It's the same reason I can't play. I can't do renegade in, in mass effect. I can't do, it's like that. It's weird. I just don't, I can't do it. And I know that I know, but it should be a fun like expression of like an alternate human. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here's a chance for me to do stuff I wouldn't do in real life. So I should go renegade. But then I start doing. I'll do it once. I go. I felt icky. I'm not. I'm not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. So social games like this mess me up. It's uh, it's hard at first, but once you receive the rewards (laughs) of the dark side. Mm. I see. But then you then you begin to see why people choose that path. I've I want to say what? Oh, oh, sorry. I've always been 
into this. And I don't know why, because I'm also like, Scott, I can't play Renegade in Mass Effect. But like my favorite thing in the world, I would laugh. I'd be in tears laughing in old world of Warcraft raids where they had a mechanic where you would get mind controlled and you could kill your own party. Anytime I managed to take anyone out, I was laughing and laughing <laughs> and I'd get in chat and I go, I got you. I got you. I wasn't even the one playing the character. I just thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> so there's something about these games that get to me. I have a hard time playing the bad guy in those, but like, I'm with you both. These deceit games are super fun and very rewarding. Yeah. That, that, uh, that being said, I haven't really ever partaken in the video game versions. I Online, it's a different dynamic. Maybe it's fine. But it's the in-person stuff. And there's, an, there's an intimacy to a lying game between people. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I know it's, it's like, crappy, it's even but that at old, the same like, time, which lie is the right hurt. lie thing? You know that game you used to play when you were younger. Probably, I don't know if you guys did, but it would I be like you just learn about your friends, like what they're capable yeah. of. You know, like if like honestly, like no one's gone through this their years on Earth without uttering a single lie. Like a lie is a part of life. Santa Claus is a thing. Like that's <laughs> you know it's. I won't go any further, but I could I can name a few other lies. There again. I can name a few other things I think are lies, but we're just gonna leave it there and send it to simmer. Oh yeah, no, Sorry. you were if this has came up a while ago, Bo doesn't you really dislike I mean, we don't have to talk about it again, I, but I don't well, okay. Bo's on there part two. Oh uh, did we talk about it on the show? We yeah, did we talk did. about it. Yeah, okay, I don't myself, want then. to because I think there might be a chance it's on in the other room. Oh, so. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus is great and don't worry about it. All right, moving on. <laughs> He's great. Don't worry. He's great, kids. Sorry, I, I forget that children listen to the show. <laughs> I mean, whether they should or not is a different argument, but yeah, mm-hmm, uh, sure. they might be. All right, uh, Konami releases Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid 2 on good old games. I thought I saw three on there, too. No? Uh, no, no three. Okay. Uh, there were three Metal Gear games, but only up to Metal Gear Solid 2. I thought I saw Unless this. three was already on there. What's that one called? Like Snake Eater, or what is it? Yeah, Snake Eater. Yeah, the one that's in Vietnam or something. Um, I thought I saw somebody say that, but I think maybe I just saw that there were three of these. Um, these are these are pretty true to the original, especially in the case of Metal Gear and Metal Gear, Gear Solid. They both look like what they did with slightly better, like it's not all jittery, um, and it it uses some smoothing for textures and stuff. But it's it's those games, it's those original games. So you know, nobody has a mouth, their hands. Are just <laughs> nobody has locks. eyes. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Everybody's got like a big brow that they just shade over the eyes. So no one has eyes in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have very fond feelings for Metal Gear Solid 2, which I played to completion and loved every second of that, despite the weird, oh, I'm not Snake most of the time thing that happened in that game. I ended up kind of liking that about it. So nothing wrong with Metal Gear 2. Anyway, those are out and available now on good old games. Uh, you have to buy pachinko points to get by them. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. That's a Konami joke if you're paying any attention to that. All right. Peter Parker looks very different. And the way he uh, plays on the PS5 is weird. Tell me what this means, John. I haven't heard about this. So uh, remember when they announced Miles Morales and we were all confused? We're like, are they going to remake Spider-Man on the PS5? Is yeah. this a totally new game? What What's going on here? Well, it turns out we now have the answer to that. And that is 
Spider-Man Miles Morales is its own game. It's smaller than Marvel's Spider-Man, the game that came out on PS4, but they are doing a remastered version of Marvel's Spider-Man for the PS5. Here's where it gets tricky. And this is, again, going back to Sony's going to be Sony and they're going to do their things. The only way to get Marvel's Spider-Man remastered is to buy the ultimate edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's not its own individual product. It's not its own thing. You Wait. have to buy the ultimate edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales. What if I own Spider-Man already? There's no connection there? There no. is no connection. You have to buy this other game separate. Now, if you buy the basic version of Spider-Man Miles Morales, you can spend the money to upgrade to the ultimate edition, which gets you the remastered edition. Okay. It is a super big mess. It's an incredibly stupid way to release a project. What are they so, doing? That's weird. You know what it's like? It's like they went... Oh, hey, Nintendo, with your weird limited time only uh, freaking three Mario games that in March they're going to pull it digitally. We got a better idea than that even. We're going to really F this. That's stupid. That is stupid. It's really dumb. The game does look good. It's remastered. But that's the other big story that came out today. They hired a new actor to play and do the facial capture for Peter Parker. So all the scenes, all the cut scenes where you're seeing Peter running around, he looks completely different than how he did on PS4 because it's a completely new facial capture. And he looks like a different guy, which people think he looks more like Tom Holland now. That's really weird. Mm. It's not Tom Holland, though, right? It's it's uh, it's not Tom Holland, different okay. different person. But it's definitely not the the original guy. Well, why why would that even be? Why why just not just use his mocap and stuff? Was there? So a- they said they wanted something that was closer to the voice actor's face because they do facial capture for the voice. Yeah, and I guess it's easier to map if you get somebody that looks a little like the voice actor for the face. And the previous one. I guess didn't look anything. This is weird. That's a weird thing. That's really weird because all we're really talking about, you're talking about a remaster of a game. You shouldn't have to go reshoot all that shit. Like that's weird because nobody else is having that done. Right. I mean, none of the other characters are redoing their parts. Honestly. Well, no. And honestly, it, to me, it feels like this would be my tinfoil hat, but it feels like they thought, well, if we do it this way, then we get away with not having to offer people a free upgrade. Oh, we can put man. in this work and we don't have to give them a free upgrade because technically it's just a bonus on this other game. What if it's uh, the guy that played Peter Parker the first time's in some kind of weird trouble? Like he, you know, he's trying to trying to harass Janice in accounting or whatever. And they're like, oh, get him out of they here before this hits the news. New, new guy story came out that he was flashing his web shooter. <laughs> Yeah, like what if it's that? I mean, that's really tinfoil hatty because we have zero evidence that that's the case, and I don't want to besmirch <laughs> that guy. So forget I said it. No, I don't think that's the case. I think they just—I mean, they just said like, "Hey, it uses the PS5 takes advantage of more capture and more things you can do with a face," and we decided to recapture it, and uh, we needed someone that looked more like the voice actor. There could be there could be other stuff too. Like there could be issues with that particular person also necessitating that like you know you take a crappy situation and improve it you know it's a remastered version and for the sequels maybe they have someone that they feel more confident committing to i don't know if game devs really come out and talk about that sort of 
stuff that you would expect from like the NBA or something when people move around and all yeah. that. I, I have to imagine just something like I would think for that person who got landed the Spider-Man role, they'd be wanting to stay on mm-hmm. unless there was some kind of problem that they're not going to air publicly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it could be exactly that too. I mean, he could pop up in Miles Morales. Their story was very tied together in Marvel's Spider-Man. So it could be that they hired somebody else for that game. They couldn't get the likeness rights or whatever. And they were like, well, if we're going to have this guy. Let's, you know, let's do it. Let's make it consistent across the, the game now. I don't think offering, I think offering no upgrade path for PS4 versions, owners of the game is a little shitty. Um, like at the very least do last generation, there was some of that like here, Oh, a black flag. Uh, here's black flag. Okay, cool. It's uh, 49 bucks or whatever. I paid for it. I got it. Hey, you want that on PS4? Pay us 10 bucks and you'll get the upgrade. Like maybe even just something like that would have been nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that bums me out. That's too bad. It's not a great move. And I think the company probably knows it's not a great move. I've read the statement and all that. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they were, I think it was, I suspect it was for whatever reason forced into that situation. And, yeah. They tried to make something positive out of it, and they're going to take a hit on public perception for yeah. a while until the you know next one comes. Yeah, out until it comes fine. out and everyone likes it, and it'll be fine. Yeah, because that's what we do with video games. Ah, crunch! It's the worst. Oh, this game is so good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> that's exactly it. It's what we do as players. We also do this. Talk about games we played this week, and I went down a path, so I should probably explain what happened here. Um, Once in a while, I've done this on the show a few times. You guys remember my Warhammer 40K thing that I ended up doing? Uh, My Korean MMO thing I do once in a while. Like I just get fixated on a thing as a genre, and then I go to town on trying to find the best thing that that I'm itching for. And Mm. lately, it has 100% been open world games, and it started with that playthrough, which is complete now. I did the whole thing, uh, that playthrough of, uh, of, uh, sorry. Mad Max. No, the dogs one. Sleeping dogs. Sleeping dogs. So sleeping dogs, I, I, I tore through that and really liked it. And then that went, Oh, I'm going to go back and finish Mad Max. Cause what the frick? I'm, you know, great. I'm the biggest Mad Max fan. I know I'm going to go finish that game. And I did. And I loved it. I talked about it on the show. It was great. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Then since then I've been on this hunt for like what do I want? What's what's gonna scratch this itch? And it was down to a few choices, and I ended up going with Shadow of War, which I'm still playing and loving. It's great. I talked about it last week at, at at length. Um, but part of me was like, man, what I'm gearing up here for, I think, is cyberpunk. This like open world's freaking cybery hackery bullshit is coming, and I'm ready for it. And so it got me to think, well, should I mess about with others I just haven't touched? For example, Watch Dogs 2 I have had since it came out in 2016 or so. Right? Is that right? I think that's right. And uh, just never played it. And Watch Dogs Legion's, their Watch Dog Legion is coming out. And I shouldn't say I never played it. I played in like the first 10 minutes of it. And then I just put it to the side and just kind of forgot about it. So uh, I jumped in. And this this thing ended up free on Epic a while back, and then I think even um, UPlay, the UPlay client, and even on consoles, it was free for a while. Anyway, Watch Dogs Two is really good. Uh, so I played a ton of that since we last talked, and 
the problem with Watch Dogs 2, it's not their fault because it's really down to earth focused on hackery stuff. Sneaking in, send your little drone in to do a thing, disable that guy, get his stuff and set a trap, use the camera system to find out where to go next. Basically, just kind of screw the man and it's it's a hacker's, you know, it's a hacker's uh, delight or whatever. But your traversal in that game is very normal. It's some fast travel, but then when you're in cars or you're on a motorcycle, it's very GTA that way. You can't really climb up all kinds of stuff. And I went from Shadow of War where you can climb a mountain in five seconds because you got all these wraith abilities. You're just going fling, fling, fling all the way to the top of the cliff and back. Um, I mean, you know how that game goes. It's all about traversal. You're just getting the hell out of there, getting the hell in there. Uh, Things get too hairy. There are way too many uh, nemesises around. So you're just like, get out of here, and it takes you five seconds, and you're out of there. So so I just felt like I was stuck in the mud a little bit in Watch Dogs 2, even though I think the, the core gameplay is pretty strong. I watched you play a little bit yesterday, and it made me laugh. So it was funny. All my friends were streaming yesterday. I tried to support all of them by going between all of your channels very quickly. (laughs) Uh, Because I watched Bo play a game he's going to talk about. I watched Scott play a little uh, Watch Dogs 2. I watched Kyle play some Heroes. Um, But when I tuned into your channel, Scott, you were driving a cherry picker. And you were driving it, you're driving it into a building, and there were like guards looking out the door at you, and you were just like raising the little cherry picker up to a second story balcony. I'm yeah, not a hundred percent sure what the play was there, but it was very funny to watch. I was trying to get up top because up top is where the data was I needed to hack and and steal, and I couldn't get in that place edgewise. It was killing me. And I finally figured it out and had nothing to do with the cherry picker. In fact, that cherry picker is just a MacGuffin because you can control vehicles all over the place just with your phone. Or, you know, this you can hack a vehicle and make it drive the way you want it to or explode or whatever. Um, really cool mechanics. But but in this case, I, this is the first time I'd seen one of these things. So I'm like, oh, well, I must be I'm supposed to use it. So I kept thinking, well, if I raise it up here, can I get on that ledge? And then I'm like driving up over these freaking protesters are out in front of this building and it just got dumb real quick but it's got a lot of fun open world jank uh that's a good game if you guys have it in your hard drives because you all grabbed it for free and then forgot i it's it's pretty strong and it'll it'll prep you for what's coming with legion so i put a bunch of hours into that but then i think i found the thing that actually is scratching the itch i think i have yeah and it's of all things just cause four <laughs> Oh, you're a fan of that series. That's a weird place to land. It is a weird place to land. I know you like that game more than most. I do. So Just Cause 2, way back in the day, was great. And 3, I really liked. 4, I avoided because when it landed, it had all kinds of problems technically. People were complaining about all sorts of tearing and textures and the water was bad and all those issues, (laughs) which was weird because 3 had was, I thought, a kind of a technical marvel. It was a beautiful game and so I just remember being so bummed out about that. Plus, people are like, ah, it's still sort of the same. You're doing the same kind of mission. So they really didn't, you know, they didn't really take their best shot here or whatever. So I just said, oh, all right, well, fine. I won't play that game. And I like Avalanche Studios. They made the Mad Max games, this particular studio. So I was really excited about, you know, maybe checking back in. But I just let it go. Epic had it for free a few weeks ago. I grabbed it, parked it, and then just forgot about it. 
Then on this hunt for a good open world game, I'm like, you know what? Let's spin it up. Let's see what's up. And once again, outside of the hype bubble of the discussion of the people who are mad because their hard drive wouldn't run it or all the stuff that happens around game releases, all of that gone and removed because the game came out just ahead of 2019. So it's just just over a year old, a year and a half old. Um, I'm having a blast in that thing. It is so much freaking fun. I forget how fun those tethers are, dude. You tether a guy and you tether a barrel and the barrel and the guy come smashing together and they explode and it's fantastic. And that tank over there, I'm going to attach some balloons to it, make it fly away freaking Metal Gear style like those, what were those called uh, in five? The uh, You'd shoot up the balloon and oh, take yeah. it down. <laughs> you just ballooning people. Yeah, you have that. I, that was the game I was going to recommend you try as soon as you're doing open world was get back into that Metal Gear Solid. Fight. I might. I just don't know if I can deal with all that stuff that's all that head up their ass storytelling. I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I need it. And maybe that's why Just Cause 4 is working for me because the story is legitimately stupid and it's meant to be, right? Rico is just this meathead, but he's also kind of charming and... You can fly and jump and parachute and traversal is a dream in there. So it's, so it's scratching those those traversal issues or, or, or uh, scratches or itches that I have. But at the same time, you know, crazy missions are going to blow up a million things, figure out how to pull stuff out of other things using the tether system. There's also this new tether thing where I can put, they're basically like jet capable little nodule things that I can using my tether shooter thing. I can just stick on the back of like a boat and then that boat will just go and like crash into some other boat and it cause a giant explosion. It's just ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous over the top fun. It's as fun as it's ever been. I don't know what's wrong with people. Um, it's patched to hell and back. So maybe that's all fixed now. And, and I just missed the memo, but I'm really having fun in there. I think that's where I'm going to be for a while. I think you should I also think- try saints row again. I tried that four. Uh, remake of the third or I tried okay. four and I didn't, I didn't love four. Four may have gone a little too far. Four feels like they there's there's how do I explain four? I don't even want to try. It's like it's just too. I don't know what I don't know how to explain it. It's it's they're giving me too much power too early. It feels like I just can just jump all over everything. And I, I, I don't know. I well, yeah, you got superpowers because you're in the Matrix. Yeah, I don't like that. I think that's what's bumming me out there. Whereas Saints Row 3 had the ridiculousness and the overtopness, but it was it was grounded, you know? But counter to that, yeah. Saints Row 4 does have a complete reenactment of the fight between Keith David and Rowdy Roddy Piper, <laughs> voiced by both of them as they beat each other up when you're in Keith David's nightmare. That is pretty cool. I guess them 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 leaning yeah, into point to John. <laughs> them leaning really into dumb. this like whole idiocracy kind of world you're in, maybe just a tiny bit too much. I don't know. It's, it's definitely too much. Yeah. It bummed me There's out. There's DLC bit. where they show uh they show because originally what became Saints Row Four was gonna be DLC called Enter the Dominatrix. Yeah. It was gonna be uh, an expansion <laughs> to three. And I can they, see not wanting to play that, you know, <laughs> like if that wasn't your taste, I, John, it seems like more your taste. You, you are, love the puns. So they, you can play what was supposed to be the DLC version of that story 
in Saints Row 4, and they said uh, you can see the original ending that even internally they went, this is, no, this is too much. And the original ending for that game was apparently as the Matrix is being destroyed and you need to get to a portal to get out of there, a bunch of sentient talking velociraptors show up, (laughs) which you then ride through a city as it disintegrates and falls apart while it plays Everybody Walk the Dinosaur (laughs) as you go charging out the exit. That sounds great, but... Also, it sounds in line with what that game is. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't want to say it's bad because it's not. It's great. It seems like probably it's great. I also don't like the shooting in that game. I wish I had better shooting. Yeah, it's bad. Shooting's why you just bad. do the wrestling moves? Wrestling was good. I think that's why I like Just Cause 4 because the shooting's pretty good. Like it's satisfying and the guns are impactful and people should give that game a look, especially if you got a free on an Epic. Like there's no reason not to play it. I like it. So well, there's a trillion a open world games. Scott, there are so t- there's tons of them. And it, what I was looking for was something that just this specific thing I was looking for, I think was like, don't give me too much story. Don't give me too many cutscenes. Just let me go have a world where there's lots of shit to go get done. And then I'll just go get that stuff done in very creative whack, you know, whacked out ways. And well, that's just, definitely just cause, cause I played that game with the sound off. Did you really? Yeah, I hated the story. I couldn't stand the talking or anything. I was like, I liked the gameplay, but every time they started talking, mostly uh, I mostly played Just Cause Two. I think that was the first one with the parachute and the tethering, right? Was yeah, two. Yeah, two had. Um, so every now and then, when I would do Dear Martha's on the show. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, my dearest Martha, all comrades. And I'd always say it as comrades. Yeah. I got that from Just Cause 2. There's some lady in that game that's always like, Rico, we must save our comrades. <laughs> and I'm just like, it bugs the crap out of me and it has stuck with me forever. But that story I hated so much. I was just like, all right, we're going to just turn it down all the way. We'll leave sound effects up because I want to hear the explosions and we'll put on a podcast. So. Yeah, I get that. Uh, this game is way, I mean, the acting's way better. I mean, we're on the fourth one here. It's a next, you know, it's a nice new engine. Like but this is a, this is a far cry, no pun intended from the original or even two, but I'm not seeing the things that people were being negative about. Like if you're a fan of the series, I don't get what they're talking about. I think maybe it just got fixed. So it's fine now. And even steam, like the old reviews are horrendous and the new reviews are all positive. So, so I think maybe they just fixed whatever problems they were having, but having fun in it. I'm going to stream some of it uh, between that and shadow of war. I think those kind of are, are sort of going to be my thing for the next little bit. Um, I did play a little bit of Hades, which we're going to talk about here in a second with John. So let's just do that. So John Hades is out 1.0. Um, that game is great. That game is great. That might be one of the best video games I've ever played in my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Hades. It's so weird because I've had that game since it got announced and put on Epic. Yeah. I bought it. I got in. I played it. I think it was on your recommendation. Yeah. And I I was like, oh yeah, this looks like this is going to be a good game. And then I forgot it existed. And I think months went by. And I think I remember asking you at one point, like, hey, Scott, you ever check back in on Hades? Because I love super giant games and i i love what they put out um is that game like yeah it, it's didn't it's it come good. up because it ended up on steam or something and, and i think that spawned a conversation because we were like oh it's finally on steam oh i wonder how that thing's doing sort of 
Yeah, and so no. now it's it's at its actual release, and I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a try again, and I loaded it up, and honestly, not a ton has changed, Mm-mm. but you can tell that a lot has happened behind the scenes because, man, does that game just feel right. Like, yeah. it plays so tight and so perfect to what you want, and it's so fast and frantic, and I was playing right before the show. I was trying to have dinner and I was playing the game at the same time and it's amazing what one little upgrade will do to change your entire run because Mm -hmm. the first upgrade I got I I got one that said hey you will lose 60% of your total health right now so I'm going to go from 50 down to well no I'm going to go from 100 down to 20 Um, that's not 60% anyway so (laughs) It said 60%. I wound up with 20 health. So Somebody else do the math. So it should be So uh, anyway, I wound up with 20 health, which is not a lot in that game. Yeah. But the trade-off to that is that whenever I hit somebody, I will steal two health from them. So you kind of get this vampire type play style of like, okay, I have less health, but if I get hit... I'm going to refill my health bar. So theoretically, if I'm doing a decent job of dodging, I have a bigger health bar than I would have even with that extra health. Right. And then I proceeded to go on a path where every time I got a Minotaur heart as an upgrade, which gives you 10 additional health on top of it, I was able to get myself up to 60 health through going through various doors and various upgrades. Um, so I got a bunch of Minotaur hearts all in a row and I balanced it with other upgrades. And I ended up with this weird run where I made it further than I've ever made it in that game. Mm. And it's maybe my fifth or sixth attempt through. And I made it to, I think it's called Elysium or something like that. It's like three layers up mm. out of the dungeon or something like that. Mm. I did so good. Mm. And it was one of the most fun runs I've ever had. I was using the sword, which isn't even my favorite weapon. Mm. And I was just like, man. One little upgrade decision at the beginning changed the entire way that game felt to me. And I got to see whole sections that I'd never seen before and different bosses and it changes the way you fight them. And then, you know, you'll go back in and you'll pick a different weapon. And just from the get go, by picking a different weapon, that game plays completely differently. You know, if you pick up the bow, you're playing a slower, more methodical game. If you're picking the sword or the fists you're playing a very fast action oriented game mm-hmm. and it's great i, I love the gun. i haven't unlocked the gun thing yet have you done that yet do you have mm-hmm. that yeah yeah it's gonna i, I only while. just got the fists to show up mm. i don't have the keys for it yet yeah um but man that game is cool and it's beautiful and it sounds great and every voice actor in there is just loud and awesome sounding Hades sounds great. The way they drop story over time in a roguelike is great. It's crazy good that way. And acknowledge what you did. Like that's the thing is I'll go through and I'll be like, okay, well let's go see. I'm sure they have some canned dialogue for me. And they're like, Oh, you made it to the so-and-so at this stage. Yeah. That's probably a pretty rough one for you. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, at least you made it further than you ever had before. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> they seem to know 
all sorts of stuff. Or I got an upgrade from Ares, and he's like, did you know you've killed over 100 creatures down here already? Yes, I'm counting, I'm mm-hmm. keeping track, and I'm very proud of you. And I was like, <laughs> wow, this is great. Uh, yeah, see, the narrative tricks in the game are really neat. It's a very cool thing. It's it's one of those games I would actually worry, given, given how hard Bo went into um, Dead Cells that one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would hesitate to recommend... Hades because uh, I already owned it. I bought it in early access and never played it. So oh, uh, I've already been warned about this game from other people. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> and it's just, I installed it and uh, it will be streamed at some point. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because it is definitely one of those. The problem is you get back to the castle mm-hmm. and it uses an auto save feature when you go into new rooms. And so the castle is like several rooms and there's like a flow, you know, you get your little story bits if you want it and lore bits. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to purchase my upgrades and things like that. And then you get to the weapon room where you pick what weapon you want for your next run. And you're like, okay, I should quit there. And then you look at the save and it's like, Hey, the last auto save was about two or three minutes ago. Mm. And you go, well, if I quit right now, I lose everything that I just did. Okay, I'll start the run. I'll go through the window. That'll save. I'll start the run, and I'll be fine. So you start the run, and then you're like, well, okay, let's just see what this weapon does. <laughs> you just kill a couple things, and the next thing you know, you've played for another hour. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you, man. That's how yeah, they get you. That's how you. it goes. Yeah. Yep. It's very, very good. It's a hell of a game, and they deserve all the praise they're getting. I, I, I think I, I'm comfortable in saying it's the best Supergiant Games game they've made. And I really, really like their first game. What's it called? My brain just went dead. Bastion. Bastion. Bastion's amazing for lots and lots of reasons. But as far as like just a complete full package, this just really sings to me. It's very good. Yeah. Um. All right. What else here? Oh, you got the Super Mario Brothers All-Stars 3D thing. Boy, good thing you got it under the window of March of next yeah. year before they whew, take it away. Had, had to get it before they take it out of stores. Um. Yeah, that thing's kind of garbage. I kind of wish I hadn't bought it. Um, It's look, here's the thing. Those Mario games are great. Yeah. Like I'm not you can't take anything away from that, but they didn't give those games anything, which I think is really unfortunate. It plays Super Mario 64 plays windowed. They didn't do anything to up res it. It it still does. They didn't give any new camera controls or anything like Super Mario 64 is always going to be a great game. Yeah. And Super Mario Sunshine is always going to be an okay game. I like Sunshine. And Super Mario Galaxy is still going to be a phenomenal game. But they are so obviously ports that have had zero love and attention given to them in being ported over that it's just annoying. Like, there's no way to change your controls in Sunshine. I know a lot of people are making a big to-do about that. I happen to be among them. I think it controls real bad. And then you get over to, and I'm playing on a Switch Lite, so you know maybe that's my, my fault. But I went and played Galaxy because I'm like, man, I loved Galaxy. And then it's like, hold this button and then tap the screen because we got to simulate the stupid freaking Wiimote. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to. Oh, I want just... you to make this game yeah. for 
the switch light so I can play it with a controller. Yeah. hundred uh, so, percent on that. That drives me crazy that they didn't even give that, a, you know, they, they thought that was an, it's not even an important part of the gameplay. That was just like for your buddy to play with you and collect all your shit. I guess yeah. already so these are, they're fine. They, they're, they're those Mario games. If you want to be able to play them on your switch, it's an overpriced way to get those games. Yeah. And, I have slight buyer's remorse because I don't know if I needed to spend quite that much to get them, but there, there they are. There they are. I would have preferred like 15 bucks a pop. Let me download galaxy and not care about the others or just download sunshine and not care. Or, you know what I mean? Like just make these games, the thing I can buy and no, all this, like, I've got to have all three in the one package and only going to have it for a limited time. Like, this stuff's just weird. It's just freaking yeah. weird. I mean, odds are you know whether or not you like those Mario games. Yeah. So ask yourself if you would pay $60 for literal ports of those games. Keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah. 100% ports. And if the answer is yes, then go out and get it and you'll be you'll be fine with it. I, I don't know if I was in that boat. I think I kind of got suckered by the false limited time i mean it's the real limited time because they are removing it but mm-hmm. you know the false scarcity of it and i went well i gotta get it i'd probably rather have it than not mm-hmm. so i i'm dealing with buyer's remorse I feel, I feel you on that mm-hmm. that's too bad uh they they'd have me with like a 3d zelda compilation though like if they said hey we're gonna oh, put yeah. wind waker skyward sword and twilight princess together I'd get that. I'd get the hell out of that. What would they do for Skyward Sword? Because that was that Wii Motion Plus bullshit. Oh, yeah, dude. What would they do? (laughs) That's the problem. Like, I love Nintendo. I'm not trying to shit on Nintendo. But their innovation definitely time locks some of their content. Yeah. Because you look at Skyward Sword, and it's like, if you played that game, you know, you either liked it or you didn't like it in the time. But if they ever port that game or take it somewhere and you're not playing it in the idealized gimmick way that they wanted you to, mm-hmm. you've lost it. The, that lightning is no longer in the bottle. It's a different game now and a different experience at this point. Yeah. I, I The way I'd look at it would be, uh, hey, Nintendo. You know what? I, I just want to. I, I got it. I just want to play Wind Waker again, really. That's what I want. Uh, that's what I'm asking for. Just put that out again. You put it on the Wii U. Yeah, 1080p'd it. Just do that again. Just do that. I don't care about the other stuff. Just get that. Uh, what else? Oh, Spelunky 2. My finger, my finger's been hovering for a long time, but I, I'm a little nervous because I played so much Spelunky 1, like to death, and I owned it on my Vita PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere else. I can't remember what other thing I had it on. I could not get enough of Spelunky 1. I'm worried that I've played so much of it and that Spelunky 2 is so much more of it that I'll regret getting it. Even though, by all accounts, it's great Spelunky. So I don't know what to do there. So convince me (laughs) one way or the other. Yeah, you should get it. It's more... (laughs) I haven't played that much of it. Um, I did one run. I died from a roly-poly lizard um, as that happens because I shattered a jar that summoned the ghost from the first Spelunky by me shattering it. And I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) trying to get away from him. And then I got hit by, you know, that's the game that is the most 
if you panic and you run, you're just going to die. Like as soon as you're panic running, that's it. Your runs over. You just don't realize it yet. Right. And, uh, but no, that game's great. It's, it's cool. It's very familiar. Again, I didn't make it very far. I made it about three rooms into the game so far. Uh, but I saved a dog, a little pug. I saved him and he gave me a kiss and I got some health back because of it. Mm. And I rode on a turkey, which here, here's how I know how I can market it to Scott. <laughs> Scott, there are turkeys in this game that you can ride on. Whoa. And when you ride on them, they kind of control like joust. Oh, like jump on heads and uh, your enemy shits an egg or what? Yeah, you kind of you kind of do some flapping business with them when you they run around and jump on them. Oh, I do like joust. Yeah, I'll probably get it. What seventeen bucks? I should just get it. Yeah, it's on sale right now for. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's, it's an, Spelunky's great. Spelunky's one of the greatest video games ever made. I just don't want to find myself going. Oh yeah, do I really want to do more? More and more and more and more, you know, because I kind of have this feeling a little bit with with Rogue Legacy. I picked it up, but I'm not having a huge bunch of desire. Part of that's because it's an early access and I just kind of wanted to be done with it. But part of me is just like, I did so much of that first game. And they're asking me to kind of do some with some changes. They're asking me to do a bunch of this other stuff. I I don't know. I don't know. Once again, I'm, I'm, I'm frozen on that one. I don't know what to do. I'll figure it out. Bo, you I think f- buy it. Okay, throw, buy it. throw it in the car. Supposed to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because you were frozen. Oh, I get it. Because the frozen there. part, I get it now. No. Hey, Bo, <laughs> tell us about finishing Banner Saga two, and are you ready to play three? I am absolutely ready to play three. It definitely feels like just a full game split into three parts. Yeah, it was very emotional at the end, and it's quite good. And you know I've been poorly voice acting the whole thing, so that's also just been fun. I'm I'm actually sad for the day where there'll be voice acting again in the games I play because <laughs> I actually kind of dig you know for the small amount of people who also have this particular interest in watching me do it, I do it, and I also do it bad because the microphone is turned down way low. But anyways, yeah. it's a it, it's I thoroughly recommend it. I mean I don't think the combat system is for everyone, or I don't think Oregon Trail, Oregon Trail Light. Because I find it, well, I find it forgiving, but I may be playing the game well. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience playing those types of games. Uh, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Well, and it's a story, choice matters, story matters kind of game. Like, story's did you pretty, do, it's a good fantasy story. You did know? you do full, um, you full stream that whole thing, right? Everybody's been watching you do that. Yeah, I haven't, I, uh, if I'm playing it, I'm streaming it. I haven't played it off stream. So, it's all documented on my new Twitch channel. That's right, everyone. By the way, announcement. Do you have an announcement sound? Uh, Something like that. I might. But anyways. On. I mean, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Let's do... Uh, uh, China! I don't want okay. that. No, that yeah, sucks. Maybe, uh. Hold on. Hello, China. Uh, it's another China one. <laughs> Right. I like to imagine Scott always opens the China folder every time we do core because I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't know why. <laughs> well, I hear China a lot. All right, here we go. Barry. Barry, there you go. There's uh, your announcement. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, sorry for making you do that. Um, the Wait, what was I? I got your so distracted by the... Oh, I, my Twitch channel has a new name. Oh, I'm what? no longer Gorath. Oh, did you I'm no longer the- G0R4TH? Is it a new That's channel right. or did you change the existing channel? 
Um, no, it's the same channel. I just changed my name. Oh, okay. okay. I, I've been waiting for the regular spelling of Gorath forever, and I kind of getting sick of it. And I've been watching the intro that I, John and I made for my channel. John wrote and voice acted the thing, and I've listened to it so many times that I kind of was like, "Yeah, this is stupid." <laughs> because like, i i've streamed like i i streamed for basically like 12 days straight or th- yeah. i'm like on a run right now i yeah. think i didn't stream monday so it isn't straight but like i've been online a lot and um yeah i've watched that video a lot so i was like you know what let's try and like no one's looking for gora you know it's like i don't play heroes as much uh, you know i'm not using the ign as often i was like i think people know me as Bo. So I was like, change my name to Bo Schwartz. So if you can't find it or you're wondering who Bo Schwartz is, welcome to the core. That's great, though. Uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it changed the name. So now John has already, spoiler alert, written a pretty good replacement. <laughs> yeah, it already, it already exists. He, he told, I found it was this out. seconds. You got a new name? Like, Wait a second. <laughs> I was like, hold on, I'll write you a new thing right now. And I did. Yeah. So, so I'm very grateful. So thank you, John, because those are the, I think that is the best part of my channel mm. uh, was your work on, on the introductory video. It's wow. very, it's very self-effacing. I am bro. I like roasting myself. It's fun. So, yeah. or yeah. I like having people roast me, which John does quite well. Oh, he's a good roaster. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a, so, yeah. yeah. Top roaster. Anyways, uh, new channel. Also, while we're talking about my stream channel uh, instead of games, so it's just shameless self-promotion kind of, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, I have a birthday coming up. And I know I'm pretty grinchy about birthdays, yeah. but we're in COVID mode. And if anything, I've been like been more desirous to hang out with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Canada, there's a resurgence of cases. So everyone's running for the hills. So I am pretty much not spending my birthday with anyone because it's on a weekday and other family members are working. We're going to do it another time. So I decided I'm going to have a birthday stream. And you're all invited. Yay! It's just been October 9th. Watch for your notifications when I go live. You want to swing by and wish me happy birthday. That's great. I don't have any details. I'm terrible at planning things, so I have no idea what's going to happen. But I was thinking maybe I'd just do a birthday cake and, you know, we can all sing happy birthday. That's a great idea. I'm going to make a party for myself. So let's do it. um, uh, It's sort of what I'm doing. And uh, maybe, like, we'll all get on a Discord channel. And you know how I like to sing in Discord with everyone Mm -hmm. else in the channel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll do something like that or something ridiculous. Yeah, no. It's uh, one of my favorite times, the things that ever happened was when Bo sang on a Discord channel. And we'll play video games. Yeah, and play video games. That's fantastic. Well, happy early birthday, and we'll do it again when when it happens. Uh, And then you've been playing Rocksmith. How's that going? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to call it. It's it. It's hard to call it a game. Like I think it qualifies, but it's pra- I'm just I'm just practicing. But like it's going good. It's a great program, and I feel like uh, I can. I'm still a little bit out on if I can stream on Twitch. I wonder if somebody actually knows the answer because like the official Ubisoft channel was streaming. Mm. So I, I took that as like okay. Well, if they're on, they must have Ubisoft must have communicated with Twitch on some level, and this is allowed. But some of my music does get uh, blocked on the VODs. So, oh. And I know like Twitch like deals with it. For, so it's just like there's this weird space there because it's fun playing, watching people play guitar and you playing. Like this should be a part of Twitch too, but that's all the copyright stuff, which I understand they need to protect their IP. Yeah. Um, they you know, do, I think but if somebody's playing Rocksmith on freaking, all this will do is drive sales of the music and Rocksmith. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it's okay. I think what they've done at a certain point, because when the game was released, 
Twitch wasn't as much of a factor. I think going forward, any contracts they do for music includes the right for people to stream it to help mm. promote the product. Right. But the early songs on there will get blocked and stuff. So sure. I don't know. I'm yeah. That's a little stressful because I don't want to get my channel uh, gone. I got a takedown yeah. notice on YouTube once for singing. Actually, it was the Frozen theme or the Frozen song. Let it go. What? Let it go. And I was just screwing around, and I got a takedown notice. Oh well, yeah. you're just doing too good. I fought it. There was no music What's, playing. It was just me singing yeah. a line of the whatever from the song, and I fought it, and they and they accepted my my uh, whatever you call it, my challenge, and it and it went away. Well, but, I'm glad. That seems. Was pissed. it a robot that found it, or was it a report? No, from it was a some human? place. Well, I mean, who knows? Some of the stuff was oh, bots. Tell but you. It was yeah. Some place in Europe, and yeah, they. They're all acting Seems like, like a the... robot wouldn't pick that up, would it? Well, Do you sound that, that much like the song? But also, why a place in Europe and not Disney itself? Like, it was weird. I think that was just yeah. some scammy business. But yeah, they I still did it. flagged for playing a Star Wars game. Because Star Wars music plays during a Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah. You know what other uh, one I got you... busted for once, or got nailed on, was uh, Fallout 4. And anytime the little radio played the old timey 1915 song that used to be 100% copyright free because they let it lapse and it's ancient, but because it's in that game, somebody now owns the rights to it and it kept killing it kept giving takedown notices for that. So stupid. So stupid. It's tough. I, question to reconcile because like if someone does hold the rights to it whether it's in a game or somewhere else and that explicit permission wasn't there then yeah but somebody you know what i mean like if you're playing that song that uh i just set the world on fire that thing if that who's who's worried about it like who is going oh my gosh you're playing that people will go buy that by droves no they won't it's mm-hmm. a song from 1913. Nobody They're gives a send shit. send the guy who spoke all the lyrics from the Ink Spots uh, music after <laughs> yeah. you, and he's just going to be like, well, now, I don't think you should listen to this music. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to set a big old flame in your heart. Stuff's complicated. I wonder if uh, game developers are considering that more when they make games now. Just stuff like that, right? Putting well, third-party yeah. assets into games, knowing that streaming games is a big part of the marketing for any game. Yeah, imagine if uh, Alone Together or whatever the hell it's called. What's it called? Uh, Among Among Us. us? Alone Together. together. Uh, Among Us. What if it had this like great, you know, punk soundtrack and they're like, oh, shoot, we shouldn't have done that because now nobody can stream our our game. I guess that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's real. I I think it's a generational thing. I think as music, like people making music these days get older and Twitch is there. I don't think you'll have as much hangups as we do from people who we're successful or well-known when we all had cassettes, the CDs and stuff. Yeah. And but like, what is this? Twice? I'm, I'm, <laughs> this that, who's that, that guy that was super dead again. Lars Ulrich or whatever. Oh yeah. Guy, the but like, you're oh, doing is a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> but I don't think that's who you mean. No. Yeah. Lars Ulrich was the whole MP or, uh, Napster, Napster bad Napster guy. Yeah. That whole thing. Uh, yeah, so, he can still play a mean pair of drums. We saw him. Oh, concert yeah. Great guy. Just wrong about all this. He was wrong. I understand why he's. I just don't think they should go back to somewhere. It's like, hey, good looking across the room in the 20s. Like, nobody's buying that shit. It's not a thing I can go buy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. No one cares about this song. No. It's just providing nice atmosphere in it. And like when I say no one cares, I mean, there's no financial interest behind it, really. 
you know, until like, the, the game comes out and then people are like, oh, I kind of dig this song. And then it becomes, but because of the game, right? The game is actually serving mm-hmm. this purpose of driving the interest. And if you take it out of the place where people would hear it to drive the interest, then what are you doing? It's like, uh, I don't remember who it was, but someone from Stick said, nobody gave a shit about our music until that fat kid in South Park sang it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true statement. I, I did, Yeah, I didn't know that, but it feels true. That's that great. That's yeah. great. I didn't that, get a crap. That happens. On South Park. Like Queen keeps having this happen to them every time Bohemian Rhapsody gets co-opted by something and then goes huge again and like... Uh, the the Mike Myers movie, uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's or, World. I don't know why I said it that way. You said it so weird. <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's World. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> Even I was, as I was saying it, my brain was going, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Like whenever that happens, the huge interest in the thing, and then a bunch of people buy. It. I don't know. The music industry is still just—they're all weird. They don't. It's, we've come a long way, but we got a long thing. way to go. All right. Uh, hey, guess what we got today? We got a mashup to play because I forgot to play it last week. And I promised Jamie it was going to play tonight. So here it is. Jamie putting together a mashup for core. Here's dumb stuff we've said. It's called Reverse Kidnapper, which sounds dirty. Enjoy. Well, they, it's not getting into it. No, you went hard. I like it when you go hard. That sounds terrible. Gigabit internet is down. What? <laughs> I could see myself with this just in bed at night, cranking off, you know. Uh-huh. Ready? How's it going? I got your kid. That'd be reverse. Hey, everybody, listen up. I couldn't get this voice changer to work. We still got your kid. <laughs> I got see? your kid. Bring the money. Uh, I'm going to France to have sex for a while. <laughs> I mean, it is France. <laughs> All right. Are we getting it on? Hey, buddy. I'm Benjamin Franklin, and my fellow Americans, have you heard of Bukaki? <laughs> <laughs> if you're able to master and beat a game, are you master beating? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... I didn't beat a lot of games as a kid, so I was not a great master beater, but, you know, I feel like I got the concepts down. It's like what um, the gentleman at Blizzard's name. Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, uh, Sean Bean. Frickin', no, the, the 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 new Mike Morheim. Frickin', what's his name? Uh, Terrence. I know his name. Van Terrence Malik. Strap, strap on. Nope. No. Put your wiener in the socket and hold on tight. Ferrant de Luttenhove, the royal instigator of crack. <laughs> Oh, Carrick. Oh, Carrick. Yeah. <laughs> it reads like crack. I'm the instigator of crack. That guy can eat a giant penis. He can die. He <laughs> or a vagina. Let's be inclusive. Oh, he could eat it. Yeah, he could totally eat a vagina. Whole. He just eat the whole thing. A giant thing. one. Yeah, big giant vagina, one bite. But what I'm saying is like, there's this, there's this one vagina choke point. One bite is my move. <laughs> That's my favorite anime now. <laughs> oh, you want some of the grandma's whatever bread? And I'll go... Like that, and she just gets super nauseous and gags from it. Grandma's whatever bread. Is that a drug? Speaking of ah. drugs, is Bo's voice all low to you, or is it just me? Yeah, Bo's oh, voice. Oh, do I have low. the reverse kidnapper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, guys. That's uh, weird, man. I want a oh. uh, million dollars in unmarked bills delivered to uh, the locker at the airport. <laughs> That's so weird. No police. This is good. This, this is really good. weird, man. You should just keep it. You're like a whole different person. Yeah. I'm one of your neighbors. Don't try to guess which one. You'll never figure it out. But I'm the one that took a shit in your pool. Learn to pick up your garbage and learn to tell your kids to shut up once in a while. This is so weird. So this is how we sound when this was going on. If you don't on. fix it, I'll shit again in your pool. <laughs> oh, what are we man. doing? That's so great. 
You don't even remember any of it, right? I don't. I don't remember. No, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, what are we even doing? What is this? What do we call what is it? What is this even that we're doing? This is our video game show. We talk about video games. Oh, it was unreal. Oh, uh, well I done. Well done, Jamie. Those are amazing. I love these. So keep them coming, man. Well, I'll keep giving you all. Well, some of it comes in our bonus stuff, right? Because I give him that file every week. So he mm. gets like stuff pre-show, post-show, during the show. Like it's a it's a cavalcade of content, as, as we know. As we know. All right, here's this. That's a good question. Time to talk to the core. That's talktothecore at gmail.com is our email address. Talk to the core at gmail.com. A quick question from Caleb. Who wrote in and says, how much do you guys figure you've spent over your lifetime on video games? Is there even a way to guess? Just wondering, Caleb. I have no freaking idea. Oh, no I, you know what? I've never thought of this, and I don't know why I haven't before, because that's an interesting question. I mean, I, I know that it ramped, it ramped up when I started doing what I do. When I started content creation, podcasting, all that, it went up. Because it then became part of the work. So I know that that's true. But also lately, it's a lot of codes and free stuff. So I don't know how to gauge it. Like, excuse me. Is that counting everything? Like subscriptions, um, $200 game passes to MMOs, golden guns. (laughs) Like, what are we counting? (laughs) My lifetime subscription to Star Trek Online definitely counts. That was what, 200 But you know what? It's not. It's about the hours I spent in the wonderful world of Starfleet, Scott. Which was how how many hours? Money doesn't exist in Star Trek Online. We've moved beyond it. Well, there's gold press latinum in the DS9 era. Oh, I love gold press latinum. I do too. But hold on a minute, though. If you were, if you paid two hundred bucks, do you know how much time you spend that game? Like how many hours? I'm Barely to... any. I played it mostly during the beta, the free beta. Yeah. And I was like, I love this game so much. I'm going to play this game forever. This is going to be the greatest MMO that ever lived. Yeah. Yes, I want a lifetime subscription. And then the game actually came out and I didn't play it. Wow. Okay, I mean, if I'm so, guessing uh, lifetime, it's probably like. Just what? Like 15, 20,000. That's I don't know. I think that's low on the that's low. That's probably end. low. So I, I'm looking at what I'm doing right now. I went to my Steam account, looked at my transaction history, and I'm just going to do only my Steam account. Okay. Because that's been around for a while. I'll just see what that is. It's okay. assuredly a lot more than what's here. Okay. It doesn't let me download the data as a CSV file, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. But I, so I'm, I'm copy pasting it. Hopefully I can just import it real quick. Okay. And let's do it. It'll just be a second. Okay. I'm going to. Steam says I have 19.3 hours in Star Trek Online. Oh, so you pay. Okay, well, we can do the math on that. Uh, I just not, need a 19 let's hours. Let's round it up to 20. Okay. Let's call so, it an even 20. So 20 hours, we're going to say we're going to divide 200 bucks. <laughs> divide that oh, by awesome. uh, 19 or 20, you said. So that's, that's easy. That's 10. So that's 10. You paid $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. To play that game, that's a steal. Is it? That's a ripoff. <laughs> that's a horrible yeah. deal. I wouldn't pay. Look, $10 I played an hour a lot in the game. beta, and I might play again. I've, by all accounts, it's very good. I've heard great things about its current state. It's supposed to be pretty rad right now. Yeah. So you should get in there since you got your lifetime deal, and you get all the benefits and bonuses of for whatever reason they give you now. I don't know what they give you now, but yeah, I'm gonna have a really good ship. Like I'm gonna probably look cool. Yeah. 
Like I can probably fly an enterprise if I want. Yeah. You want to fry, fly, you want to fry an enterprise? <laughs> you want to fry one? <laughs> I, you know, I can do whatever I want with it. Cause I'm friggin' rolling in whatever currency it is. Yeah, it's probably that's gems, true. probably gems of some kind. Yeah. You probably got some gems, some kind of sweet boosters. I don't, I don't know what they have in there, but you should check just for fun for an experiment for the show. Actually, you should install it and log in and tell us what the hell's going on. For how lifetime many Jordy LaForges can you pay with? Yeah. We, and how many visors? LaForges here. How many wear visors? How many wear contacts? That's what I want to know. How Man, many can we talk about how much cooler Jordy LaForge was when he was just contacts Jordy? I like contacts Jordy. Yeah. Yeah. It was way better. Well, you got it in two ways. You got it in All Good Things, the two-parter ender. And you got him in the movie, the third movie, First Contact. Mm-hmm. And I like to call it first contacts because that was the first time he had the blue contacts. So first contacts. Yes. First but, contacts. But also he was in the show in the final two episodes, all good things. Part one and two, he had contacts. They just weren't as cool as the movie ones. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that was Jordy's like that was his Riker beard. Like he didn't get it for as long as with the Riker beard. Right. But like that was him evolving to his second form. Right. That's a little like how long it feels like it took Cisco forever to shave that head and get that goatee going yeah, to truly become the Cisco we liked. That's um, a good point. A lot of Star Trek characters make a change before they become awesome. Yep. And it's usually a hair thing or a style thing. What was the moment for Picard? Was it the first time they let him get like a torn uniform and he's like <laughs> running around and just like a... Um, no, like I think for him, it's and when you were like, Oh, Picard can wreck some people. I okay. think it's when his uniform quit being a unitard and became the stand up and pull it down thing. He always did where he'd be mm-hmm. like in the bridge going, number one, this is highly irregular. And he'd stand up and go Shluck, and pull down like that. I think that's when we got it. Well, do you remember how like early on in that series, it felt like the way they were going like it almost felt like they were setting Riker up to be the main character mm-hmm. and Picard was just going to be a dude on the bridge. Yeah. Can you imagine bit. if they had stuck with that plan? Oh, it would have been weird. It's they, I mean, that's basically what discovery is. Uh, but they're, they're better at it now, but yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Like they were kind of, it felt like they were going that way. I'm really glad okay. they didn't though. <clears throat> Cause Riker's awesome, but Riker's better. He's he, you need him as second in command. That's his job. Yeah. And he needs to walk in kind of looking concerned a lot and he needs to Step sit on over chairs the top weird. of a chair. Yeah. Sit on chairs yeah. weird. <laughs> Lean on a data pad. Yeah. You know, I'm sure those touch pads don't recognize the human butt. Become oh, yeah. Caveman. That never happens. If someone was leaning against the wall in the enterprise and just mm-hmm. went beep and like opened the, you know, engineering bay doors. <laughs> yep. Suck everybody like, out. Why did you lean on that? Like, I like they never lean on. Even when they get the ship gets hit, they never lean into a uh, panel and accidentally release a whole bunch of I don't know tachyon inside the ship. And they're like, oh no! Ah, and they be hilarious, uh, uh, Captain. We've lost Jordy and three hundred crewmen out of the freaking <laughs> airlock. Well, well done. But yeah, uh, I was gonna say one more thing about Riker, and I forgot what it was. But he got cooler when he got his beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. There's that's a weird some thing. Famous video where they did that, where Riker leans against something and it just makes the sound of the data pad going crazy. And then it cuts to an external shot of the enterprise blowing up. Oh, I, I love find that. that video. It's really, it's really good. Oh, there's a whole right. series of those. There's like oh, that one I where I found you, it. Oh, you found it? No way. Oh, 
Let me see. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Search, what search terms did you use? What's yeah, this picture I'm... of Jordy? Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, he's gonna he's upset. Let's see. Data. I need help in locating the computer and yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sat on it, dude. <laughs> I love how they made it when he sat. It was like, because his, his butt like spread all over the keys. That's awesome. You haven't, then that means, have you seen the one? I thought I sent it to you guys where it's bloopers combined with actual scenes and they're filmed exactly the same quality. So you, you can't tell. I kind of want to take that up as a hobby now that I, so good. They're so good. There's one where Riker's just being a wackadoo. Oh, I gotta find it. All right, I'll find. All it. right, while you find that, I have my account value, my Steam account. All right, value, what do you got? Kinda. So this includes every purchase since I joined, made an account, and bought Borderlands One in okay. 2010. That was your first. Um, wow, that was my first purchase. All right. Um, uh, the numbers are a little off because I sell those dumb trading cards. Like if I want to buy a DLC that's on sale for two bucks, I'll be like, whatever, and I'll go sell cards until I can get the DLC. Uh, so it's actually a little less because I've probably sold a lot of cards over the years. Uh, my account value is eight thousand two hundred twenty-two dollars and ninety-six cents. Oh that gosh. is how much money I have taken out of my pocket and given to Valve Corp. How did you wow. do that? So you can, as you can see, I'm pretty invested in the Steam environment. So when I'm dumpstering Epic, you know, that's uh, yeah, that is part of my bias for but sure. How how did you do that? Um, what do you mean? How how did you get that number? What did you use? Is there any? Uh, it was a bit of a pain in the butt, but basically, if you go to Steam and go to the menu at the top and go to settings, open your settings, and the first. Uh, first tab in settings is account is a left hand tab and you go on that uh, on the way to the right a little text link says view account details and when you click that it takes you back to the main steam user interface and on this main account details page you will see a button right next to your wallet balance on the right view purchase history and there you'll be taken to uh, a list looks like a you know table You'll need to load more transactions, and then it'll load everything that you've ever purchased. At yeah. least that's what it did for me. Yeah. I copy pasted this, put it into Excel. I did a replace to because it's all. They, unfortunately, put CDN in there and a dollar sign and a credit. Yeah. I did a replace to take all the CDN and USDs out. That's the currency type and the word credit, and then switched the cells to number and did a sum. And, and you did all that while we were talking about freaking whatever dumb thing John and I were talking. Oh yeah. About. You're a genius. No, I know. It's just, I've worked with Excel. Excel is uh, Excel is the master program out of all programs. It's not your you know C plus plus IDE or whatever. It's like Excel. Excel is the well, closest many, we'll reach to how, godliness. How how many games is that then? What's the total titles? Okay. Uh, well, I have five hundred and twenty rows, so five hundred nineteen. But that also includes all my. Um, uh, sales of cards that's an inaccurate oh, number i think i can just go okay. to my steam library it tells me oh I think yeah it's the steam the library will range. tell you yeah yeah that's the way to do it yeah okay uh, the reason i that. ask that is because i know what mine is i am i'm tickling 2000 oh i'm nowhere near that and i've got a lot of games on steam and admittedly many 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 were codes and free and you know i didn't pay for them 
but I'd still love to know what the value of all that is. I guess I could try to figure that out. I've got a number for the number of games I have. Not quite. I'm just estimating because they're sorted into categories a bit, but it's. Uh, hang on. So 582 plus 15, that's five. So 597 uh, items in my list. I assume that some of them are a small amount would be applications from the software tab. And, um, you know, like those little weird things they install, like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like the VR package driver loader thing, or, and you're just like, okay, hide like a age of chivalry dedicated server. Like it's not the game. It's just some server that they have also that you can put on there. So roughly five to 600 games for me. So if I, if you take, that's about 25% of your list, let's just round it to 500. Okay. So 8,000 times four, <laughs> uh, uh, $32,000 is your account value, roughly? Oh I would, would, would guess. That can't be right. I mean, it can vary a lot depending on the kinds of things you bought, the prices range. But Oh, look yeah. at Satan Slurpee found a uh, found a thing that does this very thing. You have wow. to put in Satan your Slurpee Steam. just keeps delivering. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you get, you're great, dude. Slurpee, Slurpee or not. Okay, so I have to put Assuming my- I'm reading this right, it looks like I've spent $1,200 on Steam. Okay, well, that's, that's not it. bad. That's nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. I misread. $12,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it more like it. Considerable. I was like, this isn't bad. And then I thought, that can't possibly be correct. Yeah, that's... that's and then it got more correct, and now I'm sad. All right, I'm going to... Okay, steamcalculator.com will will tell you how much your account is worth. Oh, I don't. I don't want to go get. I kind of set the private. Actually, I wonder if this is actually accurate because according to this, this would mean the orange box was my first purchase in Steam, and I don't know if that's true. Well, my first purchase is Half Life One, and I bought it way back when Steam was new, so it's been that long for me. According to this, oh geez, this is this is scary. What I'm about to do, you guys, I'm scared. Okay. So yeah, no, you're, but you're, but this is important, important work. This is important work. Okay. So, um, wait, how do you, oh, sort by recent. Okay. So I want to see what the most oldest effing game is ever on here. Oh, that can't be right. Blacklight Retribution. There's no way that's my most recent or most old. Okay. Well, oh, that's if they're in. Okay. Well, this is confusing. Well, I mean, you may have done the same thing I did, Scott, because my guess is you owned Half Life One before Steam came out. You probably just put your code in. I probably yeah, this is, did. This is a little weirdly inaccurate because I loaded mine up now and it says five thousand six hundred sixty-three dollars. But my direct pull of data from there using Excel, yeah. it also like because this figure also accounts for the things I've sold, so it's actually higher if we're just counting purchases. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I can't tell either. I'll have to fiddle with this later. Um, but it seems like a bad idea. <laughs> we'll oh, see. you know what the problem with this is? Mm. I know what it is. What's that? They're looking at games. I don't see any DLC on here. Oh, no DLC. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. So uh, pretty telling that this tells me 5600 and I've spent 82 So it's about $3,000 of DLC purchases. It's interesting that so, track so that. So no either. mystery why DLC is uh, such a such a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, okay, well, there's that. Uh, what else? Uh, well, we read the email, so that's it. That's the show. 
Hey, look at that. We did it, everybody. We made a show, and it's uh, been fun to be here. If you like what you heard and you're like, man, I'd sure like support those chuckleheads. I really like their show. Well, you can do it at patreon.com slash core show. That's a place to put your money. Don't buy another piece of DLC. Come help us out. Uh, learn all about it and find out if it's for you at patreon.com slash core show. And you can find everything you need to know about this show at frogpants.com slash core show. Nope, just slash core. I screwed that up. Frogpants.com slash core. Uh, core pod is our Twitter account. John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. And we record every Wednesday night at uh, 4 p.m. Mountain Time. 5 p.m. Gosh dang it, I can't get anything right. 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, that's 4 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Eastern if you'd like to check in. And that's okay. We love you guys in the middle of the country as well. So check us out at 6 p.m. there. Uh, I think it's going to do it. Let's get some words of wisdom out of John first. John, anything you want to say before we go? Yes. Uh, don't look up your Steam spending history. It's only a path to darkness. I like I like that advice. Bo, anything to add? Uh, just an expression I've been repeating to myself today for some unrelated reason. It's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Oh, I think before is the one, the way to say it, but it's fine. You can totally do it that way. Uh, what? Sorry? Oh, I, I thought it was before. I oh. do never loved, have loved before, right? Or is it at all? I don't know. It might be before. I'm not quoting it exactly. It's, <laughs> it's through the bow filter. <laughs> Coming after next week's Bowzone, the bow filter. Ed, not checking me on my Shakespeare. Damn, I got to. Yeah, you don't want to, me doing that. Trust me. Definitely don't want me doing that. Um, all right, there you go, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. Play whatever games you want to or don't. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.